Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that we are all made of stardust. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Science books used to say that if you stretched out your neck enough, you'd have kids with longer necks. But that's wrong. So be careful about trusting everything you read in science books. But the book I do trust is the Bible, the Word of God, which has never been proven wrong. Now, when someone tells you that you're made of stardust, you have to ask them, how can they tell that what you're made of was once a star? Most likely they'll start with a big bang making all the stars. Then some stars collapsed and made different elements before they exploded and spread that stuff further into space to become stars again. And sometimes planets, which of course had life spring up from rocks, which eventually became you and me. You see, child, that's not science. That's storytelling. But, Grandpa, my teacher said that about 40,000 tons of stardust falls on the Earth every year. Now, scientists have found dust falling on the Earth from space, but that doesn't explain where it came from. So where does all that dust come from? That's a great question. The dust that's been analyzed has been found to be about the same kind of stuff as larger meteorites, meaning they are generally high in nickel. We've seen things like comets collide with planets here in the solar system, which can produce space dust. And there are lots and lots of asteroids which have collided with each other, which may also produce some space dust. There also may be some stardust mixed in there, too. But that doesn't mean that the stardust started life here on Earth. Do you know why? Is that because God created life? That's right. In the book of Genesis, we read of Creation Week. The descendants of Noah and Adam, both before and after the flood of Noah's day. And we can see that God did all the creating. Science, real, observable, testable science, proves that life can only come from life, which can only come from God, not the stars. And that's a fact. For more information, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, all directors with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. Today we're talking about stardust. Carl, does does stardust come with labels on it where it came from? (laughs) Not that I've detected so far. (laughs) And, uh, well, anyway, that's that's a great uh, lead-in to this. And uh, we have seen scientists explain to their students that uh, they are all indeed made from stardust and not from God. And, of course, that is not science. That's storytelling, as Grandpa would say. And I think that we must admit that the stuff that comes to the earth and gets incorporated into the soil, gets incorporated into plants, gets incorporated into food, which we eventually eat. So, yeah, we probably may have some dust from the solar system in our bodies, but we didn't start from any of that stuff. None of that stuff created life. It helped preserve it. We have to have trace minerals. We have to have even a little bit of nickel in our bodies to live. So yeah, that dust that has come from the, from space may contribute to the longevity of our lives or help produce uh, good plants and animals, which we can feed upon. And yes, we may have dust, space dust, in our bodies. 
but did that start our bodies? Did that start life? I don't think so. As usual, we have a conflict of two worldviews here. They're trying to push that we are just all accidents, that we are all the creation of, of uh, random chance particles coming into being. And one of their problems is, where do these heavier elements come from that are both in the Earth and within us? Well, physics is not kind right now to this whole argument that we came from stardust. Uh, the heavier elements, elements like lithium, etc., are theorized to have been made in large stars, which went supernova, burst, and spread these heavy elements across the universe. The problem is we're finding it more and more difficult to substantiate theories for how these large stars came together in the first place that could have produced these heavy elements and gotten them here. And, of course, there's the, the small problem of there are five theories of how stars are made, and all five of them you have to have stars to get stars. <laughs> so there, there is no unmoved first mover. There is no way that you get to this point accidentally. There had to be a pusher, a designer, something that started it all. But that doesn't stand in the way of the people who are pushing an agenda. Terry, you have a quote from one of your favorite people. Oh, yeah. Lawrence Krauss, who is actually a professor at Arizona State University. So keep in mind, he is teaching our young people. And he said in a presentation, every atom in your body came from a star that exploded. And then he goes on to say, you are all stardust. Then he says, so forget Jesus. The stars died so that you could be here today. And then the audience erupted in applause. And the reason they erupted in applause is because they're a bunch of atheists. He gave this presentation at the Atheist Alliance International Conference in 2009. And, and this is a point I want to make. Uh, the Darwinists and the atheists try to make it a science versus religion thing. Well, if it's a science versus religion thing, why is he giving this presentation at the Atheist International Alliance International Conference? That sounds pretty religious to me. When you start talking about atheism, uh, you're not just talking about science. You're talking about a worldview, a belief, a philosophy. So Lawrence Krauss, whether he admits it or not, is every bit as religious as I am. The only difference is I think he's got a really bad religion. Now, why would they break out into applause? saying that they're made of stardust. Well, I, I don't think it was just him saying that we're made of stardust. It was a little remark he made. So forget Jesus, the stars died so that you could be here today. That shows you their attitude, where they're coming from. It's an agenda point of view. It's, right. the, it's the idea that we, the, that we are whimsically made of stardust, that we are not designed by God, and therefore we're not responsible to God. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where the breakout of applause yeah. comes from. And it was also an attack on Christianity. That's a true, which, which is open season today, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. For more information, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about where we made a stardust, that dust, tons of it that falls on our planet each year. We talked early on that this is a again, a conflict of two worldviews. Some people say that dust is stardust, but as Carl said, we don't know that. It could be 
that this dust is leftover dust from collisions with our own solar system and from the formation of the solar system, whether that was naturalistically or by God. When we analyze that dust, again, as Carl had pointed out earlier, a large part of it is nickel. If that dust has been falling upon this planet for 4.5 billion years by a naturalistic timeline, then we should have, at this point, about 960 pounds of nickel per cubic feet sitting on the bottom of the oceans, assuming that this nickel fell to the earth, some of it fell on the oceans, some fell on the, on the uh, continents and was washed away eventually by streams, rainwater, etc., into the oceans. Well, when we analyze the bottom of the oceans, does it have 960 pounds of nickel per cubic feet? I don't think so. In no, no <laughs> in, in no way. So this starts to give scientific evidence that this world is not that old. Other thoughts? Well, as we also mentioned, to say that we are here because of stardust, Krauss's implication is that we evolved from rocks, in other words, from mm -hmm. non-life, made by the stardust falling on this planet. Right, right. There's absolutely no evidence that life spontaneously arises anywhere in the universe, let alone on Earth. So to say that we are made of stardust, well, maybe we have some stardust atoms floating around our, in our uh, bodies. But that stardust was incorporated into pre-existing life on this planet that we have consumed. Not that the stardust made us into the living beings that we are. Another interesting indication of all this dust floating around the solar system, which is falling upon the Earth, is that if you really had a naturalistic origin for the solar system, if it formed four and a half billion years ago or more, there is a phenomenon called the Poynting-Robertson effect, which says that the gravitational attraction of the sun and the movement of dust through the solar system would have basically acted like a vacuum cleaner and cleaned all of this debris out of the solar system by now. So if the solar system, if our Earth was that old, then we should no longer have these tons and tons of dust falling upon the Earth. Again, just looking at this stuff, it does not have to be stardust. It could be an indication of a young solar system and a young Earth, which fits the biblical perspective and not the evolutionary one. Terry, you had a scripture that I think goes to this point well. James 1, 16 through 18 says, Don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. And I would say Amen. we need to be grateful. Amen. It's a very different perspective. It's not a perspective of us being an accident of owing our existence to, to stardust, but owing it instead to a loving creator the Father of Lights. 
Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.